The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening into the third episode of the Saturday Scouting Report, where I, Joe DeLeon, and my co-host Chris Plum break down NFL draft prospects in this year's class, the 2021 class, that could be possible fits with the New York Giants. We've so far run through Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons. Today's episode, Gregory Rousseau, the highly talented pass rusher out of Miami, currently another opt-out player, so he is not playing this season. A lot of the stuff that we're going off of is his very odd 2019 tape. We are going to address all of that stuff, but Rousseau, as a prospect, huge, tremendous length, six foot seven, 265. This dude has length for days. You don't see pass rushers that are this tall and this long, and that's a big reason why teams are going to be salivating over what he brings to the table as a as a prospect. But one thing we can both agree on, Chris, he could probably add a little bit more weight to his frame considering how tall and long he is. Yeah, I'm going to be very interested to see what he measures at at the combine because you know, school measurements, you always have to take them with a grain of salt. But he does look every inch of six foot seven. Yeah, he's got long legs, he's got a long torso, and he has just ridiculously long arms. I wouldn't be surprised if he measures out at having thirty six inch arms. Now the two sixty five, honestly, I we were talking before we started recording. I wouldn't be surprised if he was really closer to like two fifty because he just looks lanky. We have seen other pass rushers, edge players come out at close to his height with long arms and all of that at roughly 260, 265, and they just look a lot thicker than Rousseau. So I would not be surprised to see him come in at at under 265. And I think most teams that look at him are going to want to see him pack on weight, pack on muscle. Over his extended draft prep and then certainly into his pro career. And he's going to have way more time than a typical draft prospect would to prepare for the NFL Combine. He's already started. He's working with a pass rush coach to work on his skill set. 
he is probably going to be close to that 265 number. I wouldn't be surprised if he's possibly under it, but I would be leaning more towards him being at a higher weight. Teams are going to value him more if he's built through his frame properly. If teams are worried about, and I think that was one of the minor concerns that we had, was that he does look a little bit thin despite being 265. If he can exceed that 265 number, that is going to make him all the more exciting as a prospect. So I, I can guarantee wherever he's training right now, whatever gym he's working with a nutritionist, his priority is not going to be, oh, okay, we need to lower your body fat like with some guys. This dude is already super lean. The priority is going to be, let's see if we can tack on 10 pounds of muscle. Let's see if maybe we can get to 15. We've got way more time than we do in the typical three-month lead-up process that we usually do with other guys. So Rousseau, weight has to be one thing he needs to work on. With his his, his background and his physical traits, it, it makes sense looking at him and the way that he plays, knowing that he is a former safety and receiver in high school before making a transition when he was recruited by Miami. His success has really gone off of the fact that he is super long and has a lot of natural strength. He doesn't have a lot of pass rush moves, but he is long and he uses that to his advantage. Yeah, he really does. In fact, that is his entire game is just using that ridiculous length of his, getting his hands on blockers first, extending his arms, bench pressing them out. And most college offensive linemen just do not have long enough arms to to be able to get a hand on him. So he's able to then just walk them back or play off of those blocks to get one of those long arms on a running back, on a quarterback, and trip them up as they're attempting to get past him. Yeah, his tackle radius is just massive. Yeah, that overall physical radius that he has as a prospect is not easy to find. It, it is very rare to have a prospect with the size and then also the physical traits to go with it. It'll either be one or the other. You're not going to get a guy who's 6'7 with a lot of natural strength. It's pretty safe to say that he has literally no pass rush moves. He uses uh, a quasi version of a bull rush. It's not the typical bull rush where guys will literally punch offensive linemen through their chest and drive them back and try and knock guys back to create separation. Instead, what we see with Rousseau, he's not too quick off the ball. He will get off the ball and he will lock his arms out in an effort to create space. Really, the rest of his moves, Chris, are just driving guys back until he finds his way to the football. It's not like other college guys where they'll have a limited skill set toolbox where it'll be one or two moves and they'll rely on those two moves. He doesn't have any right now because he's so new to the position. Yeah, just looking at him, watching his tape, I was able to watch four games of his. I kept waiting for him to do something other than that mostly a bull rush of his. Yeah, I kept waiting for him to bust out a long arm or maybe some sort of speed counter because he does have a natural athleticism to to his game. And it just never happened. You know, for him, with his length, a long arm move would be hell for an offensive tackle, especially a college offensive tackle, but even an NFL level tackle to deal with. You know, he I, I joked before we started recording that, you know, he could long arm an offensive tackle from a mile away. His two arms are longer than most long arms. So that is going to be one thing that any NFL team that drafts him is going to have to 
work on like right away is teaching him how to use his tools right now he's currently we we believe from somebody i talked to that he's working with chuck smith in atlanta i can't entirely confirm that but chuck smith is a renowned pass rush coach that he's training with that has to be the big priority here with him heading into the combine he's not going to get much chances to show off those pass rush moves but in private workouts that is going to be something that they ask him to do. Can you show us a club? Can you show us a rip? Can you show us a spin? Just simple stuff to show that he's been focusing on it and working on it. Without a doubt, though, he he has the one thing that you really just can't coach. And it's the one thing that we talked about entirely entirely the way through. It's it's the length that he he brings to the table. There are not a lot of guys in the NFL that have the length that he does. There's a reason why guys will be super productive in college and then not translated to the NFL because they don't have the length to play in the NFL. He does not have the pass rush moves to win one-on-one reps in the NFL. He's going to get beat a lot if he does what he's doing now at the next level. But what he has is length that will help him win. And I think that just generally, you're not going to be able to teach guys, realistically, you're not going to be able to teach anybody to have longer arms. That is what makes him such a a top prospect over some other guys who might have a more developed pass rush uh, arsenal. Yeah, it's kind of like with a wide receiver or running back. They say you can't teach speed. You know, coaches and scouts like to look for guys with raw tools that they can then teach. You know, you can teach guys, coaches like to think they can teach guys how to run routes, how to use their routes as weapons to set up defensive backs and create separation that way. But you can't teach a guy to get faster. And that is going to be the, uh, that is going to be the thought process behind drafting Rousseau. But I will say one thing that I was surprised with watching him is for such a tall and long player, he has surprisingly good leverage. You would expect a guy who is as raw as he is to pop up out of his stance, play high, have his shoulder pads up above offensive tackles or when he lined up on the interior guards or centers. But you rarely saw that. He does a good job of keeping his hips and pads low. And I think that helps maximize his not his play strength and keep him from getting pushed around even though he doesn't have a whole lot of idea what he's doing that is one aspect of his game that is already pretty sound that's definitely the the big redeeming quality for me is that sometimes again when trying to characterize these raw prospects like you said you'll see guys that stand up really quickly and play way too high and that's how you get beat in in any level of football low man wins But for Rousseau, despite being taller than most offensive tackles in college, he still comes out with very consistent leverage and very consistent pad level. He's not too high. I I wouldn't say that he's coming out too low. He's in really the right place for him to succeed with what his best qualities are, which is establishing that level of separation. The last thing, too, when talking about him as a prospect, you have to acknowledge first step with pass rushers. He needs to be a little bit more decisive, I think, there are a number of plays I was watching, and it comes to, to mind from watching the Louisville game, where he was a bit indecisive, where he'd come upfield and he doesn't really know where he wants to attack from and who he's coming at. It's not like he's trying to figure out what move he wants to use because he doesn't have any. He just doesn't know where he's going and in which lane he wants to attack. So I think he needs to be a little bit more decisive because on his best reps, 
he will explode upfield pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, that I think will come with more experience, just learning how to time snaps, learning snap counts, and also getting quicker at deciphering the misdirection a lot of offenses like to use. I noticed him kind of lose track of the football. When that would happen, he'd kind of stop his feet a little bit. But to his credit, once he located the football, he didn't waste any time in pursuit. He has good competitive toughness. He does play through blocks. He does play through the whistle. So I I really think once he gets that, gets the experience, gets the coaching to learn how to use all his tools, he will be a much more consistent player and we'll see those explosive reps more often. Also, with his first step, I was actually pretty impressed with his second and third steps. You see a lot of guys more or less mash the gas off of the line and basically try to be at top speed after that first step. With Rousseau, his first step is okay, but he is accelerating through his second and third steps just because his legs are so long. He can eat up just so much ground in his pass rush. He's not awesome at bending the edge, but if he can get a relatively straight shot into the backfield... It's tough for offensive tackles to stay with him. We're going to discuss his pro projection and how he might fit with the Giants. Before we do, though, we're going to just going to take a really short commercial break. Unlike with Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons, it's worth noting that Greg Rousseau is not going to be a prospect who has an immediate impact. So if the Giants end up with him and you're listening to this show now, remember this. Don't get frustrated when Rousseau doesn't have a 10-sack season. This is not Chase Young. This is not Nick Bosa. This is not a guy that has a developed pass rush move arsenal. This is not a guy that has a fully developed understanding of playing the position. He has transitioned from being a receiver and a safety in high school to now being a pass rusher. It is going to take some time, and realistically, we're, we're on the same page here, Chris, that we think at least one year, possibly two years, until he turns into his full potential. Now, he might not ever hit that potential, but based on everything else that he's shown, that ability to attack with length and natural strength, if he figures out how to use at least one or two moves, this dude could be scary good. Yeah, and it's worth remembering that he is very young. He graduated high school at 17, and he is a redshirt sophomore. So he is just 20 years old. He will probably, I believe he'll be 20 when he's drafted. You know, we were trying to come up with a comp for him, a pro comp. And I really think there is a whole range of players that Rousseau could turn into. You know, if he doesn't really learn how to use his tools, if he still just stays as a guy who relies on being just ridiculously long, to beat offensive tackles, he could be maybe as a Devin Taylor or a Randy Gregory as a guy who's got potential but never really reaches it. Then at the other end, he could maybe be like uh, Montez Sweat or a JPP as a guy who, you know, if he's able to develop that explosive power off of his first step, is able to overwhelm tackles off of the edge. And then at the other extreme, because he is still so young and he's got the frame he does, there is the distinct possibility that he could wind up being a 285, 295 pound five technique, you know, into your defensive lineman hand always on the ground, at which point he could potentially be an Eric Armstead or DeForest Buckner type player. So I really think that whatever team drafts him needs to have 
a very clear vision of the player they want him to become because the range of outcomes for him is pretty huge. And I think that's what makes Rousseau so exciting as a prospect. He is a moldable piece. He has a, a base frame that can add as much weight as you realistically want, not up to like 350 pounds, but you could work him up to 290 realistically if you wanted to. You could mold him into various types of roles as a pass rusher based on what type of a defense you run. And that's why I think he could fit with this Giants defense because he doesn't necessarily have to play inside. He can play a little bit more outside on the line of scrimmage. He can play stand up. He can play with his hand in the dirt, kind of like with Jadavion Clowney coming out of college where he was asked to transition from being strictly a defensive end to being a stand up rusher. Now, I don't think Rousseau is going to turn into an outside linebacker, but I think that he does have that ability to possibly play stand-up. He can do a lot of different things. That is what makes this guy so exciting is that any team who takes him can realistically use him in whatever capacity they see fits their mold with their defense. To wrap up today's show, we have, per usual, the games that we're watching this week. There's one game that we have our eyes on that has to be acknowledged. Two top five teams Alabama versus Georgia, 8 o'clock this Saturday. Worth noting, Nick Saban will not be on the sidelines because uh, he was apparently tested positive for COVID. We're not entirely sure what the outcome of that will be or not, but he is likely not going to be on the sidelines. But we are going to be paying attention to how talented both sides of the ball are for both teams, but more importantly, the matchup between Alabama's receivers, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith against the fully talented Georgia secondary secondary with Richard LeCount and Eric Stokes. Yeah, that is going to be probably the matchup to watch this weekend. There's There are going to be some good games, but we've got the second and third ranked teams in the country meeting in prime time. We highlighted a couple guys to keep an eye on, but honestly, there's going to be plenty of time to go back to this tape and we are going to be going back again and again and again and just parsing out all the individual performances all of the matchups personally my approach is going to be watch the game see who jumps out because there are going to be nfl players all over this field these two teams are really going to dominate probably the first two or three rounds of the 2021 draft and this really should be just a great game Exactly. This is two rosters that features not only guys that will be in this year's draft class, but for years to come. So that has to be the number one game that you should be watching this Saturday night. Thank you folks for tuning in to this latest edition of the Saturday Scouting Report. We'll get another one to you next Saturday. Uh, additionally, be sure to follow us on social media at Big Blue View on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. Follow Chris at Raptor MKII. Head to our YouTube channel, search Big Blue View. And also go to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis.